Hello, Steve Kaufman here, and I'm very excited to have today as a guest Francesco of Vaporetto Italiano. Uh, and he's going to explain a little bit about his background because he is one of the sort of expanding number of people on the internet who are creating marvelous content in different languages and very often at that sort of intermediate level, which is exactly where in so many languages we are missing content. Remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell for notifications. And if you follow me on a podcast service, please leave a comment. Buongiorno. Buongiorno, Francesco. Buongiorno. Ciao, Steve. Ciao. We're going to speak in English because I think it's easier, uh, more people understand. And I think because I want more people to be aware of what Francesco is doing and how much fun it can be to learn Italian. Francesco, could you begin by giving us a little background about who you are and how you got interested in the work that you're doing and, and some description of what you're doing? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you, Steve, for having me here. It's a honor for me. And as you said, I have a YouTube channel called Vaporetto Italiano, where I teach the Italian language and culture. And actually, uh, my background is a bit complicated because I didn't start as a teacher and sorry for my English. I need to brush it up a little bit, but I'll, tr I'll do my best. I promise. Um, I didn't start as a teacher because I studied economics uh, at university and I started working as an export manager in companies here in Italy. But I've always had a big passion for languages. I've always studied foreign languages in school, but also on my own at home. So that was my big passion. And after 10 years working as an export manager and having a lot of relationships with foreign subsidiaries and with people abroad, I said, well, maybe there's another path for me. Uh, foreign languages have always been in my life. Even if I was doing a different job, foreign languages were there. So that was a sign for me. And one day, my girlfriend, she is a teacher as well in a school, uh, she said, why don't you start teaching? I mean, you're, you're so good at explaining things. You have a passion for foreign languages. Is it something that could interest you? Interest you? And I said, well, why not? I should give it a try. So uh, I found a platform and I applied. They accepted me and I started teaching as a tutor, so only conversation because I wasn't qualified at the time. And after a few months, I realized that I liked it. The number of students started growing and then I decided to study and get a few qualifications because I qualified, I, I got a qualification as an Italian teacher and as a neuro language coach. And so I said, that's about time. I, I need to change something. So I started my YouTube channel in 2019. Mm -hmm. The first year was pretty difficult. <laughs> no, I was making a lot of videos, a lot of content, but the channel was not growing. And then after one year, it exploded. Like a lot of people arrived, people were enjoying my content. And so I started improving my, the quality of my content, the quality of my videos. I started offering different content like literature, vlogs, um, 
com also uh, listening comprehension videos because I realized that people really enjoyed it. And so no, I might, different I might content. Interrupt. I, I, I let you sure. go on, but people always accuse me of jumping in and not letting my guests speak. But I, I have to say that first of all, you say uh, you, you were apologizing for your English. I just finished speaking with you in Italian, and I can tell you that your English is an awful lot better than my Italian. And we will leave a link to um, Francesco's channel so that you can see some of his material, also see our interview. Second of all, I think the greatest qualification that you have as a teacher is your enthusiasm. And uh, I was, uh, vi I visited your channel. And when you talk about the cuisine in uh, Emilia Romana, you, you talked about this very old uh, tavern, uh, you know, <laughs> dating back to the 14th century. Uh, you make my mouth water for not only the food, but for Italian culture and everything that surrounds Italian. And, and I think the best teachers are the ones that can motivate and generate enthusiasm, curiosity in their, in their students. And you not only generate that enthusiasm, but you provide them with content that, you, that they can learn from. So I just wanted to mention that phenomenal what you're doing. Sorry to interrupt. Anyway. Thank you, Steve. And actually, I think that studying your foreign languages is not just about language itself, but it's connected to everything, the culture, literature, the history, and also the food. Why not? So that's why everything is included mm -hmm. in my videos. And maybe you heard my, you listened to my last podcast, maybe, where, yes. where I mentioned, you know, the, the oldest Osteria in Italy, which is in my town, Ferrara. And I think I have the privilege of living in, a, in an amazing country where people really can find everything. A beautiful language, a beautiful culture, a lot of history, uh, good food. So I need it. I need to include it in my videos, in what I'm telling people. So everything is culture. Everything is a part of the learning process of a well, student. Absolutely. I mean, and I think back to when I was uh, 17 years old, I wasn't, we had French at school. I wasn't very interested. We had a French teacher. Uh, again, in Montreal, all the French teachers were Anglophones until I got to university. We had a real live Frenchman and he just turned me on to French culture. And as a result of that, then I proceeded to learn other languages. But the role of a teacher, it primarily to me is someone who can inspire an interest in the subject. Uh, and then and then feed that feed that and that's exactly exactly what you're doing. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the different parts of your you know offer. What are the things describe in some detail your vlogs, your your or vlogs or your 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 podcast, your uh, all the different things that you offer your your subscribers. Uh, so when I started my channel, I focused a lot on grammar, mm -hmm. and then um, I started teaching grammar, but in context. I mean, I don't start the video saying, okay, let's start with the subjunctive. Mm -hmm. The conjugation is blah, blah, blah. I usually start with like, an, like a scene, sometimes a theatrical scene, like a very fun, a fun scene in mm -hmm. context where I introduce the grammatical aspect or whatever. So the student can start from a authentic or semi-authentic uh, material and from there he can you know, understand the, 
the grammatical aspect that I'm mm-hmm. uh, that I'm explaining. Right. But then I said, well, grammar, I mean, is just part of of the language. I mean, it's like an accessory, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the language. So I said, I need more context. I need more authentic materials. So I started vlogs. So when I'm like in Florence or in Trentino Alto Adige, so showing people around and explaining them what I'm doing, what I'm seeing in Italian. And then I said, I started reading articles and building like an act- activities around the article. So mm-hmm. first, re- first, listening comprehension and then the second listening comprehension questions vocabulary and so trying to help students understand on their own the meaning of words or or a specific structure starting mm-hmm. from an article mm-hmm. and then one year ago i started with literature literature is something that i really love mm-hmm. And actually, it's I'm doing it because I like it, because I think it's very interesting. It's a good way to convey the language to people. And it's something that I do because I want to learn literature. So it's, it's a compromise, you know. I do it for other people, but I do it for myself as well, because I'm obliged, I'm forced to study and to learn to make videos. You know, it's interesting in literature because obviously people have different tastes. Uh, I'm not into science fiction, for example. Uh, I personally like uh, literature from the 19th century. So I listen to I Promessi Sposi, which the average Italian schoolchild hates, apparently. But to me, it's exotic. It's, it's uh, Italy. It's far away. It's the 16th or 17th century. So, uh, you know, and then, but then I had Alberto Moravia. I read one of his books. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now. So literature now, the, the, the advantage of 19th century is that all the e-books are available free of charge. So we can import them into Link. Uh, we pay for the audiobook and we've got learning material for a month or two. Modern literature, it's more difficult to do that because of copyright issues. Uh, when you say literature, like what, what period typically do you introduce? And is it short stories? Is it full-length novels? Is it poetry? What is it that you introduce to your learners? Okay, I made a video on poetry, Mm -hmm. uh, but usually it's... um, uh, You said that, you said a word that I forgot. Short stories? No. uh, Yeah, like short stories or novels, sorry. Novels, yeah. Novels from, yes, from last century, so uh, 20th century. Right. I started with Pirandello and then now I'm working on Italo Calvino. Right. And, so and uh, Il Narratore has a wonderful collection of uh, audiobooks, uh, Pirandello, Italo, Calvino, etc. I have them at home. I have a large collection of audiobooks produced by uh, Il Narratore. Yeah, there's a lot of content around, but mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to offer content accessible to intermediate students. Right. Because you know, Pirandello is very difficult to understand for mm-hmm. a student of Italian. Oh, yes. It's difficult for me as well. <laughs> yes. Right. So I wanted, I wanted, I want it to be accessible to <laughs> intermediate students, and that's what I'm doing now. So with Pirandello, Calvino, but I made a video on Goldoni as well, who oh, lived yes. in the 18th, oh, yes. 18th century. So that's yeah. oldest. So, but now I'm focusing on the 19th and uh, 20th century. You know, yes. just as an aside, one thing that I found extremely valuable. 
uh, in my Persian learning. So I have a collaborator in Iran who did sort of 26 episodes on the history of Iran. And after every episode, she has these what we call circling questions where she kind of the same uh, vocabulary re repeats three times. And the same can be done for literature and Iranian movies. Because in every, in every country, it's not just Italy that has wonderful food and wonderful history and stuff. Every country has their thing, you know. And very often it's not so easily uh, understood or accessed. And if you get a little bit of a, of a commentary like from you explaining and, and maybe using the vocabulary more than once, it then becomes easier to go in and, and, and uh, use these authentic materials to improve not only our understanding of the culture, but also our, our ability in the language. I, I think that it's a, t a tremendous uh, thing that you're doing for learners of Italian. Thank you, Steve. Yes, I'm really focusing on uh, my followers' needs, from mm -hmm. students' needs. So I listen to them, I read their comments, I read their emails, and I, I try to you know, focus on answering their questions, their needs, and I see that they really love literature videos, they love listening comprehension videos, so I want to do more of that from now on. You know, I think it's tremendous too that, that uh, someone can engage with you at your channel and tell you what they want, what they like, what they don't like, what they understand, what they don't understand, and get a response. If you buy a textbook, that's all you got, you got the textbook. You can't ask the textbook anything, or even if you buy a novel. But many of these language books, there's nothing there. There's just a lot of exercises and drills. Whereas the kind of service that is increasingly becoming available via the internet from people like yourselves, yourself is this ability to interact with people and uh, indicate what the needs are and then for a person like you then to respond to those needs. I think it's a, it's a new world of language learning. So, um, I, can we, is there something we should say at the end here to summarize this discussion? What, certainly I'm going to leave all the links in the description box. And uh, Italian is such a beautiful language to learn. My son Mark is very keen on Italian, is learning, in it, learning Italian or working on Italian. He played hockey in Asiago, by the way, uh, 20 years ago. Uh, for the, he played professional hockey in Europe for 10 years. And one of the places he was is in, in Asiago, and so he's a great fan of Italian. Uh, but uh, is there anything that, so we'll leave all those links, but is there anything you would like to leave uh, our listeners with about, uh, about Italian? Well, uh, what I'd like to say is that learning Italian, as I said before, it's not just about learning the language, mm -hmm. not only learning the grammar, but to really immerse in the language, in the, in the culture and everything. So that's why I've created Vaporetto Italiano. I really want people to watch a video and feel like they are in Italy or really part of the culture. Sounds like a good idea. And, and it's a great name, by the way, Vaporetto Italiano. Very clever name. I almost feel like I'm in Venice. Okay. Well, Francesco, thank you very much for this interview. And I hope we stimulate some people to uh, come to your site and to learn Italian. Thank you. Ciao. Well, thank you for having me. Ciao, Steve. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye-bye.